The Warriors get out of jail in Hamilton. 30 points to 22. They survive the late scare from the West Tigers. They get the two points. That's the important thing. But Andrew Webster still has a lot to get out of this Warriors team as they head towards the finals in 2023, Kempe. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear the injury report. You've got a couple of big ones tonight in Wade Egan and Aiden Fenua Blake who went down late after scoring that try over there. But you're dead right. Another scratchy win from the Warriors. Don't really care, Sammy. They got the two points up against a Tigers side that had nothing to lose. They put nearly put Canberra to the sword last week right down into the last minute. And even on this occasion here, giving away too many penalties and too many repeat sets has cost the Tigers tonight, I think. They won't get that type of luxury come semi-final time, the Warriors. So they've got plenty of work to do between now and, uh, let's say, the first week of September. Three more games to go for the Warriors. We will talk uh, plenty about that in the uh, post-game analysis, Kempi. But uh, firstly, let's get to our Build People Player of the Day. Thanks to Build People. Hard to pick a, uh, a three-pointer out of that one, but who do you think gets the three points? I've given it to Tohu Harris, mate. I just think the captain's knock tonight. When he was needed there, he put himself in that second half in the right position and uh, took, tucked the ball under his arm and just took the forward, forwards through the middle of the park to get them back out the front. They're talking to him right now uh, as we view the screen here. But Tua Harris had a big game. I'd like to see how many tackles he made too. He's out there for the whole game. Knew it was a bit of a battle. And in the day, you know, what you need was a captain's knock, and he's certainly delivered that for so us. So Harris gets the three points, our Bill People Player of the Day. Bill People NZ's top talent recruiter. Right, time now for our, our Grain Corp quality moment. Grain Corp feeds your trusted partner for quality dairy feed options. Kempe, what was your quality moment of that match? Well, look, I, I just think when you look at uh, the way that Aidan Fanua Blake just stuck to his guns and... Whatever he did, he did was was pretty solid through that middle of the park. He finally gets those desserts right at the end to put the game out of reach, you know. So I'm going to give that moment where he scores under the post. I know a lot of people had him as first try scorer two to eight, but he got the last try and it was the most important try of the night. Right, let's go to our key matchups as well and find out who took charge. Thanks to MG MGHS, the more you've been looking for. Let's start with the fullbacks. Tane Tuopiki up against Jareem Buller. Well, you gave Tane Tuopiki the advantage in the first half, Kempi, but Jerome uh, Jareem. Buller had a, a storming 40 minutes in the second half. Who are you giving the uh, the advantage to there? I'm actually giving it to Tang Torpiki. I think that T was outstanding tonight, having to come in and do what Chance Crockstead, uh, Chancellor Crockstead has been doing for the Warriors week in, week out. Offensively, he was absolutely fantastic. He brought the ball back on numerous occasions and some big runs. That, that bigger one coming out of the first half where he got the ball back to Johnson, Johnson back to Dallin Watini, Zelesnik on the end goal and got him out. But I just thought he played very well tonight. Defensively, he got him organised um, as well, which was the, always the biggest worry. Um, but a great replacement. If we do lose chance during the rest of the year, we know that we've got someone there. Matchup number two was between Sean Johnson and Luke Brooks, the two number sevens. Kempe, how did you see that one playing? Well, out? Johnson played, you know, managed the game right at the end. I thought Luke Brooks had his had his chances there. Just missed too many tackles for me uh, in this game. Sean Johnson in the end with his management has has tried assist especially the one he put on for Fenua Blake late when it was needed uh, which vintage Sean Johnson isn't it? And then the last one was uh, the two hookers Wade Egan and RB Coruscant Wade Egan though going off uh, for an HIA assessment did pass that but ended up in hospital uh, for the shot he received in the throat from Stefano Utakamanu so uh, I don't know if you want to pair RB Coruscant against Bailey Surin and Kempe but no, I feel look, like RB would have won it anyway Well it's a home game isn't it? I think if this game was played at Campbelltown you'd hear over the speakers that RB Coruscant would have picked up player of the day I think he was probably the best player on the football field tonight even in the losing side um, but you know that just goes to 
show you what type of player up he is. He's, he's won premierships at South Sydney and Penrith, and he's gone down the West Tigers and battled all year. But in a game against a top three side, has come out and played one of his one of his uh, nicest games of the season. So I'll be curious, mate. He's a hooker that you know. If we were, if any club wanted to sign him, I'm pretty sure they'd pick him up tomorrow. So those are our key matchups: Tane to Opiki, Sean Johnson, and RP Coruscant taking charge with MG HS. The more you've been looking for, finally, Kempi, it's our toughest of the day. UD Trucks, your premium everyday truck that'll go the extra mile. Uh, who do you think really put the heart out there today? Oh, look, Maratu Nuakuri in that first half, I think, needed to really set the tone. And I, that battle that he had with Isaiah Papali early on in the game, and I thought... You know, for most of that first half there, it was a pretty tough effort from him. So I'm going to give it to Marata Nuakore. I think he's so important to the side. I hope he pulls up all right too, because when he went on, uh, went off, they never put him back onto the pitch. Hopefully he's not carrying any injuries. So there you go. Double eight, double three, if you want to give us your thoughts uh, on the match and how it finished up. You can call us as well, 0800 150 and We'd love to have you on the phone lines. We'll take a short break here on SCNZ Warriors Live. When we come back, plenty of the post-game analysis still to come. Welcome back into Warriors Live here on SCNZ, wrapping up the uh, win of the Warriors over the West Tigers. 30 points to 22. They made it difficult for themselves, the Warriors, but they did get the two points, which is the most important thing. Uh, you can call through on 0800 calling us, I believe, heading back from the game down in Waikato is Steve. G'day, Steve. How are you guys? What a superb ground that Waikato Stadium is when, when it's full and rocking. It was uh, a real treat. Yeah, nice and close to the action, Steve, which I love about uh, FMG Stadium Waikato. So you were at the game, were you? That atmosphere looked pretty incredible, I, mate. I and, uh... Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, and, you know, it was a bit clunky at times. But, uh, you know, those those little one percenters that, um, that uh, stopping the um, goal line dropout just before half time was, was nice. I enjoyed that. And... Uh, yeah, they got the two points, as Kempi said at the end there. So, we'll take it. Yeah, you've got to take those, eh, Steve? You know, like you get, those wins, no matter how ugly they are, especially this time of year when you're trying to remain in the four, I don't care how you get there, you've got to stay there. And uh, although they put in a decent effort tonight, the West Tigers, I just thought they, they're their own worst enemies uh, at times during the game when they keep giving those repeat sets and on the back of them we, we score some points and, and just got a little bit of a buffer between them. Yeah, and Brooks kicking out on the full was unfortunate for them as well. Hey, what's the story with Egan? Is he okay? Uh, he went to hospital, and uh, I guess the pre- precautionary, the, you know, as as you know, when you get hit there up in your larynx, there's uh, always a, a trouble with breathing, and they obviously didn't take any any um, any anything from that, and, and no precautions put him straight in the in the ambulance, got him to the hospital. So we haven't heard yet, but I'm pretty sure it'll come out shortly. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, no. It's- well, there was a nasty one for Fafita a couple of years ago that similar thing, wasn't it? So, yeah, you, you need to be careful. Mm, absolutely. Hey, Steve, I appreciate you calling in. I'm a friend. Uh, drive home safe, and uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the game this evening. 0800 if you do want to jump on the phone. Uh, the Matildas in France going to penalties in the uh, Women's FIFA World Cup quarterfinal there, Kempi, I guess. Um, a number of things to get stuck into about this game. The, the first one for me is obviously Andrew Webster for the last couple of games, going back to the Raiders game where they let them come back late. Uh, the Titans game wasn't the best performance. Andrew Webster's talking about improving and getting better, heading into the finals. Yet another game where things just didn't quite click to the full potential for the Warriors. Is that a little bit of a concern as they head towards the final three well, games? Well, yeah, it, it, would, it would start to become a little bit worrying if they put against these, these lesser teams performances like that running into the 
finals week in, week out. They've, we've seen that two weeks in a row. We don't want to see that next week. They've got two games at home coming up, Sam, as we know, on Friday nights, and they want to be putting in a, a hell of a lot better performance than that. If you look at how they isolated uh, Wade Egan, you can look at how they isolated Uppy Curacao as well. Um, they put the, the hookers under a lot of pressure defensively, and I'd say that most coaches that were watching that tonight will look at this game and say, look, we need to get there in and around the nine for the Warriors mm. and really make them put those tackles together back to back. And if you look at the way that Abu Curacao had to do that on a number of occasions, so he's played at that level and understands how to get through it. And that's one of the little concerning areas for me because what we saw tonight, we saw a couple of injuries and they can hurt us, the side. Mm. You know, you lose Wade Egan and then we lose a little bit out of dummy half. Yes, Buddy Surin and come in and done a good enough job to get us over the line, but we played the, the bottom of the table. We're not going to have that luxury once we get up into the top four or top eight. Mm. That was uh, the other uh, sort of uh, concern that people raised, uh, Kempe, heading into these uh, last few rounds was that this opposition, which wasn't the top was, wasn't the top opposition, would sort of work two ways. One is, you know, if you beat up on them, it's great to sort of build that confidence. But at the same time, you know you're playing teams in the bottom eight. But then also what we're seeing now, we're playing bottom teams, not being able to put them away convincingly. It gets people a little bit worried because this isn't this isn't the top teams we're playing against. It feels like there's half a step that we're missing to get, you know, to the next level. Well, if you have a look at the... See, if you have a look at the offence from the opposition tonight, a lot of it was broken play. That's really worrying. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. the Warriors aren't getting to play defensively against the top sides and put their defensive patterns and systems in, into practice on a consistent basis because these bottom teams are ab-lib. They're coming from miles away or, or playing plays that are just typically off their head. Now, that's a problem. If you have a look at the likes of the Brisbane Broncos and Penrith Panthers, they're going to complete sets. They're going to have a high completion rate, mm. but they're going to have an offensive game that is very challenging defensively. Tonight, they never got challenged. Yeah. Wade Egan, um, if he is ruled out next week or, you know, God forbid he gets ruled out at some stage heading into the next three rounds or into the finals, how does the game change without Wade Egan for the Warriors? Well, I, you know, this game tonight was a, was a prime example of us bringing it back into what we were very, very good at and staying in the middle of the park and building that, uh, that management around that to know when to go. If you look at all the errors that were caused tonight, most of them were caused when we went too early and on the edges, you know, and what that does to our middle, it frustrates them. It gets them to start uh, questioning whether or not they're doing their job. And there was one stage in the game tonight where Tool Harris really laid down the law and in that second half started to forget about passing the football and going forward. So it's really, it's it's got to be a question for um, Andrew Webster whether or not he has the backup for Wade Egan in the middle of the park because Wade Egan plays a big part in getting that middle going yeah. you take him out of it then does Bailey Surinan have the I guess for a better word mana or you know the nous to say right boys I'm going to step out here and I'm just going to bring you onto the ball hmm. you know he's, he's not a natural nine well I know people talk about you know Sean Johnson and the key that he is for the Warriors team as well as guys like Adam Fennell Blake but for me I mean Wade Egan is there's a massive part of this, Kimmy. The games that the Warriors have actually lost this season have generally been the games that Wade Egan hasn't been a part of. Those games where he was out for in that middle stretch where we played the Roosters, the Storm, etc. Um, I think shows how big of a loss he is if he's not there. Um, what about the run home for the Warriors now? Seagulls at home next week, then the Dragons at home before playing the Dolphins away. Would you have said that the 
the Titans game of the last five might have been the hardest one, or are you looking at one of these ones now as being Next potentially week. the hardest one? Next week's the hardest one. Next week's the hardest one for a number of reasons. It's going to be an emotional week because it's Daniel Anderson um, Stadium next week. You're going to have all the old boys there. They're coming back for Old Boys Day. And, of course, you're up against a Seagulls side that held, held Penrith to 12 points at half time uh, and just couldn't kick on with it in the second half. They were scratchy last night, Penrith, as well. So it's a... Um, it's going to be a really big game for them next week. Seagulls, if they play scratchy against a Seagulls side that can put points on them, mm. then we're, we'll be, you what? know, scr- and, and scratchy like we are tonight and, and last week, we'll be under a little bit of pressure. I'll tell you what, good indicator of that was on Thursday night, Seagulls, Penrith, and the Seagulls put the Panthers under a lot of pressure. The Panthers didn't play their best footy at all. No. Yeah, they still come out with the two points, and I just worry that that's that gear that we're not quite hitting. The Panthers also did score a couple of sort of dot. One try was off a clear knock on. The other two were off broken play. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's a scary... Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, the downtown kicking jewel, like, put the, put the jewel to bed. Yeah, um, tell them what was going on there, but oh, a force back with but but that but that does make the seagulls a very scary proposition. Well, it does because you know they get that right. It was the kicking game that they didn't have right. You know what I mean? And they get their kicking game right, then Penrith are under under all sorts of pressure. So they'll come here um, pretty buoyant next week. They'll know, they'll want to come here and upset the occasion because it is a big occasion. Um, but you know that's what I hope that the Warriors only they concentrate on getting that right themselves. You know with. It being Daniel Anderson's week here with the old boys and the and the amount of support that they're trying to get behind it, yeah, you can sort of lose yourself in the week and and it's a good it's a good opportunity, especially for the Warriors here, to use this pressure as a, as a, a stepping stone to what the semis are actually going to be like. You can give us a call on 0800-150-811. Would love to hear uh, your thoughts on the game this evening, or you can uh, text through on double eight double three just in the FIFA Women's World Cup at the moment, currently in penalties in Australia. Uh, did save one. I'm not sure if this is the one to win it, Kempi, but uh, we will keep people updated. But give us a call, 0800-150-811, or you can text us on double eight double three. The Warriors beating the West Tigers 30 points to 12 uh, in Hamilton as we see the Matildas just miss a penalty there, so it might be all square between Australia and France. Uh, what about the Tigers, Kempi? Because this was a home game for the Tigers. It was a big credit to them bringing this game to New Zealand. They performed... Uh, very, very well, I thought, defensively on their own line. Um, they missed a couple of uh, chances there where they maybe pulled out of the line too quickly, didn't drift across, across quick enough, and that allowed the Warriors to score. But they were on their line for a lot of that to begin that second half and, and kept the Warriors out. It was a pretty valiant effort from a team that's sitting in 17th. Oh, look, I was really surprised for a, a team that is built with big men. I'm really surprised on um, their fitness. I thought they, you know, under pressure, p- position-wise in the second half, they had none. Mm. Like they had no no shots at the Warriors' try lines. All of their tries came from uh, long range. Uh, and But defensively, they were, had numerous, I think, on, on one of those tries it was on the set, uh, sixth repeat set. So, you know, defensively, you can be really happy if, if you're a Tigers coach with their defensive effort. The problem that they that they have is that they're scratchy in set play. Mm. They don't trust the offensive system. Uh, Luke Brooks is coming in and out of the game too often and, and relying um, primarily on the likes of Dane Laurie, uh, Jareen Buller, and blokes just to, you know like the big back rowers to pull off some some unbelievable plays to score some points. So, well, I think I think Benji and and uh, Co have got plenty to work with with that Tigers. I like a lot of those young blokes that showed showed up tonight. And you got to remember they're playing a top three side. Yeah, absolutely. Does it does it sort of I guess uh, indicate or scream to you of a team that 
is going to improve over the next couple of years, Kempe? Do they feel like they have the right pieces in place? It's just time in the set. Oh, they can they can keep most of those kids in that side. Like um, Otakamana, the big boy, the big body, in, in and around some of those big back rows that they have, they've got a, a, a making of a very good forward pack. But the, the um, players that they have out wide, mate, they're exciting. They're fast. You know, The problem that, that I can see the Tigers having is can they sign a marquee halfback? Hmm. Yeah, well, getting rid of Luke Brooks, as you said, without a replacement. So the Warriors uh, go to 34 points on the NRL ladder. Uh, sitting in third position, no one's going to catch them this week because uh, the Storm can only finish on 32 if they get the win over the Raiders or vice versa with the Raiders and Storm both on 30 points. Um, the uh, Tigers down the bottom on 12, so they're four points away from the Dragons, Kempe, their next three games. The Dolphins at home, the Roosters away, the Seagulls away. Do you see them picking up two wins at all? Uh, to potentially leapfrog the Dragons if the Dragons uh, drop the, all three of their games? Uh, well, there's a chance. I think, the, I think the Tigers aren't that far away from a win, Sam. Whether they can string two together, um, knowing that Mad Monday's just around the corner, is you know debatable, um, keeping that effort up for the rest of the season. But you know, on tonight's effort, and on that effort against Canberra um, last week, I'd say that you've... Playing the, playing the West Tigers next week, you won't be looking forward to it. <laughs> They're 10, uh, 10 losses on the trot now, the Tigers, as I mentioned in the pregame. They're only uh, three wins coming from round nine to round 12 within the space of four weeks. So uh, nothing since then, though, through to round 24, and then they take the Dolphins at home in round 25. Currently in the penalty shootout, France have scored three of their four, Australia two of their three, and they have their fourth coming up uh, very, very uh shortly. Uh, a text in here says, thanks for the commentary from all the boys working the night shift at Anko Eltham Meatworks. Um, I know a few of those boys down there as well. Score there from the Australians. So it is currently three out of four for both teams as they head into their uh, final penalty kick. We will keep you updated. But you can jump on the phone lines, 0800 150 811. If you want to have your say on the Warriors-Tigers, are you worried at all heading into these last three games and potentially into the finals? You can text through on double eight double three. The big uh, key for the Warriors can be finishing inside that top four is also uh, a home final at some stage. So if they did play the Brisbane Broncos in round one, which is how it's shaping up at Suncorp, uh, if they were to drop that, they get the home final in week two. If they win it, they'll of course get the home final uh, in the prelim, uh, one step away from the grand it's final. It's the beauty of the top four, isn't it? Yep. It's the beauty of the top four is you get your two lives, so... Oh, and you're here in the background there, a save by... Uh, the Australian goalkeeper, so they'll have a chance to book their spot into the semi-final. The Matildas here, if they can score from the penalty spot, I'll keep you updated as it comes uh, to fruition. But I was just talking about the Broncos, Kempe. Uh, look, how, how diff- I mean, we can start talking about it because it feels like that is what the uh, what the what the game is going to be in that first round. The Broncos and the the Warriors. Uh, look, how difficult is that Broncos team going to be to break down, especially um, on the attack? Because last night they put on an absolute clinic against the Eels. Well, it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know, whether or not they can they can actually continue to, to grow as a team. Like last night was probably their, one of their finest performances, Sammy. And, uh, you know, Reese Walsh is just going to another level. We're just watching the Australians here as they... I'm sure you'll hear a cheer in the background if this one goes in. The goalkeeper stepping up to take, and she misses. She hits the post. She goes high and misses the post. So we will keep going in the penalty shootout. Kempe. And I was just talking about Reese Walsh, you know, like he's he's just so good at the moment and so electrifying out the back of that play that whenever he gets his hands on the football, there's always something gone. And if you look at this young um, Bronco side, they're, they're actually 
playing some very good football across the board. You know, their back rowers are very dangerous. Their centres are, and wingers are very good. Um, and then you put Reynolds and, and Reese Walsh around it. I'll tell you who was really surprising last night was young Walters out of dummy half. Yeah, he's fantastic. He was very, he's very gone good. from strength to strength, Billy Walters. He came basically as, a, as an interchange uh, hooker, and now he's starting and, and he's a superstar. Uh, just on Reese Walsh, Kempe. Obviously one of the best attacking fullbacks in the competition. I mean, his speed off the mark, he has defences guessing, he puts them under all sorts, but he also leads the competition in errors. Does that really matter? If, if, you're, if you're that dynamic as a player and you're taking risks, does it matter that you're coming up with those errors or is it more important that you're just putting points on Look, the board? Look, I think at the same age, Benji Marshall was probably coming up with the same errors, error rate, you know what I mean? But it's not about errors for Reese. It's about having the confidence to continually try... Um, to, to, to play as best as he can after errors and he does that quite well so he just continually steps up the play and you would give an error for every other um, uh, offensive assist that he gets you know. and I'm pretty sure that Kevin Walters has given him the, the range to do that Just seeing the French penalty taker nail her penalty but the goalkeeper wasn't happy with the uh, stutter step which sometimes does get called up uh, by the referee but I think this one is going to be allowed to stand. Uh, Simon texts in saying the refereeing has to be looked at. How many penalties were given without further action being taken although threatened he lost control early. There was one instance where he said if there's any more from the Tigers he'd he'd send someone off and he didn't but uh, what did you you make of the officiating? The the officiating was terrible. It's really good that Simon sent that in. It's a very very smart texter. Um, but the refereeing tonight, it was so stop-start. It wasn't, I don't think, um, balanced. There was you know, opportunities to, to balance it out on both sides here. And like when, when he did make that call, they were sending someone to the sin, but in the very next penalty, he didn't send him. So, um, yeah, the, I'm pretty sure Graham Annesley will look at that one next week and have a chat to Mr Butler, because I, I thought it was pretty poor. Oh, the Matildas nearly had that penalty saved, and that would have been them home, but uh, they stay in it. They stay in it. Uh, up against France in the quarterfinal of the FIFA Women's World Cup. Uh, we will let you know what happens because this is the uh, a spot in the semi-finals up for grabs. Uh, in the other game happening right now in the NRL, Kempi, we do have the uh, the Roosters going up against the Dolphins. Currently nil all after 15 and a half minutes. Uh, the Roosters, I, I don't think they're a... Um, I thought, are they a mathematical chance maybe to still make the top eight? Not a chance. Can't see them making it in there, but do you think the Dolphins might be able to get the win this evening? It's in, uh, uh, it's no, in Allianz in Sydney. Yeah, look, I don't think they. I don't think the Dolphins can. I think the Roosters here, they've got a little bit of uh, game about them at the moment, and the Dolphins are struggling. Another penalty from France goes in. This one seems to be uh, seems to be dragging on. Another text in here on double eight double three says, "Hey boys, do we need to wrap Egan and Cotton Ball until the finals?" That's the other question, Kempe. Even though Andrew Weber said he wasn't going to rest players if they're fit, they're playing. How much do you have to take that actually into consideration? That some of the guys' no. bodies are starting to tire a little bit. No, not at all. Yeah, not at all. You, you give players rest at the back if they've got you know a decent lead in games and, and give them the old five, ten, fifteen minutes off. But you want the team to be building some cohesion here and getting some confidence together going into these big games. You don't want a player coming off a two or three week layoff and saying, right, I need you to get out there and play the top two side and win the game for me. So um, I'll be I'll be more worried about HIA with Wade Egan. Um, you know, it's, he's got we to thought get, he had suffered one early in that yeah, game. Yeah, he's got to get through games. That's, that's the main thing. And if he's not there, he's going to be a big loss. 
Just uh, watching Australia about to take uh, another penalty here. Stutter step and well placed into the bottom right corner. So they continue on in the shootout. Still nil all between the Roosters and the Dolphins live from Allianz Stadium. Packed crowd over in Australia uh, as well. Kempi, it's uh, good for the Warriors as well being in Hamilton. Obviously, they don't have to travel for the next two games. So they get a good long stint in New Zealand, which is, uh, which is going to be good for the tied bodies uh, as well. Still, still lots to improve on, though, from Andrew Webster's men. Do you, does it feel like from those games that they were winning in, the, I guess, that middle stretch when they beat Parramatta by a lot of points, they beat the Dragons by a lot of points, they've just sort of fell away over the last two weeks following the bye. Does it feel like they've gone backwards a step or have they just come up against sides that are a little bit more desperate and maybe they just haven't quite stepped up to a level themselves? Oh, look, I, I think, Sammy, that they've just pulled, pulled their foot off the accelerator. Um, as a French girl steps up and gets that one. I just think they've pulled their foot off the accelerator because they know that they've got these teams below them covered. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's a p- pretty poor position to be in because what you really want to be doing is like Brisbane done last night, is you want to go out there and really put some some statements, some stakes in the ground in and around your offence and defence. Now, they won't be happy that they scored those tries from long range. You know, where you've got players coming out of dummy half, drawing a two-on-one on a big on a big old blind side, and running 80 metres to score tries. There's plenty of teams in the top four that can do that. Right. Well, we keep uh, could keep talking about this all night, Kempi. But that is us for another week. Warriors live, done and dusted. They do get the win, 30 points to 22 over the West Tigers. They get the two points. We'll be back next week for live coverage of the Seagulls. But plenty of rugby league coverage coming across the week here on SCNZ. Don't turn that dial off. Stay with us.